0: Hello and welcome in to Builder versus Buyer Episode 2. That's so exciting to say. Uh, We got a show. We got intro music. We got a logo. We are on Spotify, working to get you on Apple and Google Podcasts. Sorry about that. But thank you so much to everybody that took time to take a first listen. Um, I'm really honored and grateful for all the feedback I've been getting. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try and. Broadcast shows every Tuesday and Thursday. So here goes today's show. Um, got an awesome question from Chad in Indiana. What questions should I ask my builder? Um, and I interpreted this as a when I'm picking my builder type of question, not during the build, but we can address that. Um, and I, I was thinking about this a lot this week. Of okay, what what would I ask? What's the what's the magic question? The magic bullet that and like. There is really no one magic question of like, "aha, I got him." Like, I know exactly how to decode this builder for you. Um, but i I think the big point when picking a builder, and what I would always get back to, is pick the builder you trust most. Um, listen, a home has hundreds of people touching your project. There's a lot going on. I. I know there are really great builders out there and I'm sure some builder has had the perfect project at least once. So you don't need to send me a comment on this, but I do think for the most part, something will go wrong in your house and it's not a big deal. But what will happen is when that something goes wrong, you want to know that you can trust your builder to tell you the real information, the right information, um, and a good fair remedy. And here's, here's the thing that I would assure most buyers with is um, most builders that I've worked with and for and alongside, they're they're not bad people. They um, want to make a living. They want to um, earn a fair dollar. Yeah, but nope, they're not out trying to screw people. Um, so just I'll say that for what it's worth. Um, the second thing I'm listening for, if I were interviewing a builder, a sales agent, you know, sitting in that model home, um, with that first conversation, is I want something. I want someone that's going to be a straight shooter with me. Um, it, a quick example would be like closing time frame. Like we talked a little bit, episode one. Um, in the closing time frame, I ask, "How long does it take you to close on a house?" if that sales agent or that builder is going to tell me we guarantee it's going to be done in six months, or we have a eight month guarantee or we've never missed a closing date. Like I, on the flip side of that, I'm hearing red flags because that comes at a trade off. Um, There, there is so many ways your project can get delayed that are outside the builder's control that, for them to guarantee a closing date so far out before you've picked selections, before they've got a survey, before they've got a permit, um, it just it it says to me, okay, what what am I missing? So I would I would say just try and listen to what's in the margins of what your sales agent, your builder is telling you. Um, try and decode what what they're actually saying. Um, and then one last point on trust before I get into some more specific questions is. If you're not happy with the communication before you buy, when you're talking to your builder or your sales a- agent, I would strongly encourage you to walk away. The The sales and building process is kind of like dating into marriage. When you're dating, everything is fun and exciting. And, and as... I'm sure people are aware that my marriage is awesome, but um, there are some marriages where things get a little, little rocky if you're spending day after day, um, moment after moment with this person. So I would say on the build side, if, if they're not communicating with you well, if you're finding the emails are confusing, if they're delaying in their communication, it's not going to get better after you sign a contract. Um, so find somebody that you're happy with communicating to. Um, okay. Questions to ask your builder. I got a couple of specific ones that I think, I think will help. It's not going to get you to, this is the exact builder you should pick, but I would want to know this if I were building. Um, first is who is my point of contact, contact and can I meet them? Um, as I stated, like there's, there's going to be issues that arise with your house and, that, and that's okay, but I want to know the person that is going to be working with me to solve those issues. If you're going to pass me off to the selection coordinator and then pass me off to the site superintendent, neighborhood builder, project manager, I, want to, I would like to meet that person. If, if your process is um, staying with the sales agent through the whole cycle, great. Then just make sure you, you really like and trust that sales agent. Um, second is when do I have to make my selections? Um, and this is not a right or wrong answer, but, um, again, something I just want to know. So every builder will have a process. Um, and, and then this hints a little on what type of builder you will be talking to, So when I have to make my selections, is it pre-dig? We have two selection meetings or one selection meeting where you will decide all your selections, and once they're they're done, they're finalized, and then there'll be change order fees after if you change your mind. Or the other extreme would be um, we are full design build, and we will make selections as they come along during the process. Okay, time out. Pause there. That's the you should know by now in the sales cycle what type of builder you're talking to. Um, if they answer the design build way, if they answer a long timeframe to make selections, you're probably talking to a custom builder. Um, if you don't know this already, that means it's probably gonna be a little more expensive. There's gonna be more handholding with their, um, their internal team and you, there should be more communication. Um, and it's probably gonna take a little bit longer to build. Um, if you're talking to someone who says we have a selection period and once those things are finalized then we, we start ordering and that's when the project starts, um, you're probably talking to someone a little bit more on the semi-custom or production side. And again, not bad. Um, you'll, you will be locked into those selections, uh, for the most part, depending on your builder. And at least I would assume that you would be locked into those selections. Um, and you will most likely save a little money and a little time versus the custom route but um if we want to get into that more we can um The last question I would ask is, what options do I have to customize the floor plan? Um, This also is a great question that hints at what type of builder you're talking to. So three types again, the production, semi-custom, and custom. Again, these aren't bad. There's a a perception about production builders that um, it's all crap and they slap stuff up. And there, there are builders that I would describe as not going to the extra mile and not the best in that sense. But there are production builders that I think are doing a really great job and building a really great house. So um, so the um, strengths and advantages to those um, is really key to know. So in production, when you ask the question, what options do I have to customize my floor plan? If you're talking to a production builder, there will most likely be a sales engineer. They're probably building more homes then can afford to have the builder, the owner at every single meeting. So you're most likely talking to a sales agent. Second, if you ask the question, what options do I have to customize? They will likely point to their, their base plans and plan options. Um, this will be the most affordable and streamlined process. And I would have the highest expectation on these type of builders to be the most dialed in, to be the most clear about their process. Um, the most clear about their timeframes and the most clear about their pricing. Um, you can add the sunroom. It is this many dollars, um, and and that can be it can be a really great option for people that are kind of indecisive and know. Um, okay, we like this lot. We like this builder. We like this floor plan. Let's just let's just go. Um, and you can get you can get in your home quicker. Um, you won't have as many options, but again, it'll be a little bit more affordable because things are a little more streamlined. Um, the second answer, answer you'll hear from a sales agent or builder: uh, "What options do I have to customize?" The semi-custom builder will most likely say an answer of something around the line, along the lines of, "We have base plans, some sort of included or standard features, but we can make changes to this plan to suit your needs." Um, which is great. The, this is kind of the, the middle track between production and custom. So they're going to be the the Goldilocks, in, so to speak, of you have a little more options and changes. You have a little more options in the design center. It's probably going to cost a little more and probably going to take a little longer to build. Um, The last is a custom builder. And the answer you typically get about customization is they will point you to their designer or architect. The sales agent probably won't sit down with you and design your floor plan. It, it's possible. And there are builders that do that, but most likely you're talking to a designer or architect. And so in, in that scenario, um, again, I would want to meet that person. So uh, before I sign a contract, I want to meet who's ever designing my house. And then I would also want to make sure that that person has a very strong Um, sense of pricing. So typically what I see in custom design is a ton of money and time is spent on the design getting a house that the client will love and then they send it to a builder, the builder prices it and they're nowhere near their budget. And I'm actually working on a project right now where that is the um, exact scenario and we're just going back to the drawing board, chopping a bunch of square footage out of the house. Um, I, I didn't do the original design. I'm doing the secondary design on that one for the record. Um, but the, the thing is just be informed, get to, get to know these people. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I had to hit on for that one. Um, so yeah, I wanted to keep these short so you guys could listen to them, not spend a ton of your day. Um, hopefully you can listen to it on your drive to and from work if you are driving to and from work. Um, so yeah, this is episode two, stay safe out there. Um, and I did want to give a huge shout out to my friend, Andrew Michael Metter. He is the one that provided me with the intro and outro music. Um, you can check him out. I'll put his band in the podcast description. So thanks a bunch and I'll see you on Tuesday.